so much for tuning in to chapter 15 or episode 15 or whatever you want to call it of Tea and Terror. Uh, we're super excited that you're here and um, by the time this drops, I will be at a um, zoo in Florida living my best life. So um, yeah, we hope you enjoy the podcast and that you're also living your best life. I love it. Are you super excited about the zoo? I am. I talked them into going to a manatee rehabilitation center with me. Yes. Oh, nice. And by talked them into it, I mean I bought their tickets so they couldn't say no. Oh, that's that's honestly how it should be I was just like, we're doing this. You can tell me no if you want, but I paid for it. That's how my friends are getting me to go to Universal for my birthday. Because Dee Dee and Lisa are like, hey, we're getting your ticket. And I'm like, okay. I'm gonna go to Universal, but my friends are poor and so am I. That's valid. I want to go to Universal while I'm still young and hot and in my hoe phase. <laughs> Ma'am, you're gonna be young and hot for a while, okay? Have you seen yourself? You're fucking pretty as Thank hot. you. It's hot girl summer. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. And by hot girl summer, I mean it's pain. And it's also literally hot. Yeah, I mean, it's not yet for me, but it's gonna be hot when I'm down there. That must be nice. I told Mariah I was cold today because I had a run in, like, hurricane weather, wind and rain. So when I got to my car, I was naturally cold because rainwater can be cold. Nah. Mariah said, no, you're not allowed. It's 82 degrees outside for you. It's like 50 degrees here. I was gatekeeping her internal temperature. She really was. How did that make you feel? Honestly, it was a nice distraction from having to drive in hurricane weather. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Everything happens for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, this bitch. (laughs) And like, naturally, my car doesn't have a heater because why do I need a heater in Florida? So I was cold for a little bit, but I'm fine now. I'm excited to just be like super hot while I'm down there. Oh, 100%. Like, you got really cute bathing suits, too. Yes! One of them comes today. Yeah, it's after midnight. It comes today. Woo! I'm excited. I'm very excited to see. Y'all getting all the pics. Fucking better. Legally mandatory. For legal reasons. Yes. No, you'll get them. I'm still probably gonna go full mom while I'm down there. In the last, like, 24 hours, Mm -hmm. I've been texted by two of the people I'm going with saying that they got sunburnt. And I'm like, okay. So I'm gonna remind you guys to put on sunscreen and chug water. Got it? Literally. Yep. They'll be in such shock. Okay. But they're just like, yeah, I forgot to put on sunscreen. Almost had heat stroke. I'm like, guys, and you don't want me to go into mom mode while we're in Florida? Like, now I'm legally obligated to. Because otherwise you're going to get yourselves killed. Yep. Right? Yep. I wanted to cover them on the podcast. I don't want to have to cover them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I did have a heart-to-heart with Jacob today about the podcast. Oh. He listens. <gasps> Oh, he listens? Yeah, which, like, I I sent him the link, but, like, in my head, I was like, nah, the first episode's trash. He won't stick with it. He sticks with it. Oh, shit. Hi, Jacob. Yeah. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Jacob. We love you. What was the hard heart about? Well, I asked him for his top five music, so his top five songs, because I'm going to use him for this episode. Was that what the heart to heart was? Oh, That's nice. how it started, and then he was just like, why doesn't your dad think I can protect you? And I'm like, because he's my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot we talked about that. Yeah, I'm like, because he's my dad. And then I just went, I trust you with my life if that helps. And then I told him he's one of my favorite humans. 
And he goes, you're one of my favorite humans too, and I'm glad. Otherwise, traveling across the country together for a week after traveling across the state together was going to get real awkward. <laughs> and then we compared sunscreens. I love the conversations. I love Jacob. I'm excited to travel with him. As you should be. And as he should be too, because what the fuck? It's an honor to travel with right. him. I feel like... He's going to be the only one that I don't have to remind to put on sunscreen and drink water. Oh, God bless. But who knows? We'll see. I have hope. Same these. I'm trying to keep the chitter chatter up because, like, yeah, we just recorded, like, ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, hi, guys. So it's been a whole week between episodes for you guys. For us, it's been a whole ten minutes. Literally. We have no tears. Um, I'm trying to, like, think of tea that I have that I can just, like, spill for fun. I don't have, like, a lot. Um, my life is boring right now. My life is consistently boring. Let's see. Um, what tea do I have? I mean, I'm, I was decent enough to not chug my black, my sweet spot tea like I usually do, so now I have, like, a third of it left. Alright, so you're drinking a sweet spot tea. Yeah. Yes. I have water for this episode. I also switched from my cherry beverage to water. <laughs> Look at us being hydrated bitches. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hydration. The Twitter would be proud. Hydrate or dehydrate. That's what I always say. That's not what I always say. I'm usually dehydrated. Yep. We have the receipts to prove it in previous episodes. Yeah. Oh, I have some tea. I started listening to a bunch of uh, different podcasts chaotically and now a couple of them follow our podcast on twitter hell yeah i saw that yep that's me being chaotic honestly who let me who someone needs to take the twitter away from me because i'm gonna continue being chaotic on it no it's perfect that's our energy and i want the world to know it oh but hi listeners in the next couple weeks we have a surprise sort of we're gonna have a guest appear so we're gonna have our first guest episode so that's gonna be very he's my homie He's great. This would be Mariah's first time, like, officially meeting him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think so. That's exciting. What else? But yeah. Honestly, like, the Twitter's fun. I'm having a lot of fun on it. Being chaotic on Twitter is great. It really is. I love my live tweeting. You're good at it. You do have some good live tweets. Hashtag the circle would be proud. Hashtag circle sisters. Hashtag sponsor <laughs> us. Hashtag the tweets are real. <laughs> mm, emoji. <laughs> Hashtag oh I got your back. <laughs> I can't wait to catch up on that. I need you too. I we've, need you too so badly. We have like two weeks worth of episodes. That's how we're going to celebrate you being done with your finals, okay? <gasps> oh, wait. I do have tea, kind of. Ooh. <gasps> oh. Um, because I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but um, two of the uh, two things that I wrote got accepted into my school's literary journal. You did not talk about it on the podcast, but I'm so proud of you. We're proud of you, B. Where can I get a copy? Um, I'll bring you one. <laughs> Retweet. Where's mine? I'll also bring you one. Say less. Come stay at yeah, my luxurious apartment that I'm not supposed to have guessed at. Oh, yeah, I'm totally a resident. Ooh. <laughs> For legal purposes, that is a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for legal purposes, there are a lot of jokes. Yeah, we we love to joke, haha. We're really funny. <laughs> we have a podcast to prove Yeah, it. this is in the comedy section, right? Right. Yeah, somewhere in the comedy section, deep, deep, deep down. Like at the bottom. But yes, yep. But yeah, I will, um, maybe I'll tweet when, like, the online version of it comes out, because that'll be easier for people to see 
and um yeah i like how she goes maybe i'll tweet did we not talk about how chaotic i am on twitter right now i will tweet it oh shit oh shit from all the accounts 100 <laughs> percent, real quick but yeah honestly that's all i got and we're at decent time right now this is our usual chit chat time too is it really i thought we chit chatted for like five years yeah we do I mean, uh, we don't talk about, uh, so I know when you're editing, it's called post. I don't know what to call it when it's not post. Pre. We don't talk about pre. Yeah. We don't talk about pre chit chat. That, that's a right. But this is good for post. To be fair, it'll make up for how long the last episode was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Guys, ready to hop in? Because the last one was a long one. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag no regrets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you think i won't live tweet on that when the how when it's fucking time for episode 14 live tweeting you know what else we could tweet about murder murder uh yes. you know ironically there is no murder damn <laughs> oh my gosh arson ironically Please. there is no arson what try again um hmm. he said murder he said arson hot killer robbery no it could lead to murder oh w- was that a no to robbery or no to hot killer well there's no murder so there's no killer oh damn You're but right. there's <laughs> also not robbery kidnapping no damn that's my next true crime Ooh, i'm excited to hear that well there are crimes exist um, tax fraud <laughs> i cheated and i look at the i looked at the google sheets and I'm really excited. Oh, I did not. Do you want to guess one more time? Yes. <laughs> um, clearly. <laughs> Look at the movie list. <gasps> oh my god, are you talking about Titanic? Yeah, I told y'all I would find an excuse to talk about the Titanic somewhere on this podcast, and today's the day. Yes. Hell yeah. I'm excited for this movie recommendation. <laughs> you have to. You have to watch it with me now. You're legally obligated. I love. Okay. So, I am interested to see how it fits in True Crime. Oh, just you wait. It could have also fit into um, Supernatural. Oh. Or Pinoble or whatever. But we, okay. that's not the part of it that I'm covering, so I didn't put it there. So I have, you know, that's fair. I have sources for you today. Hell yeah. Actually, I'm going to, oh yeah. I'm going to turn on my camera. For like five seconds because oh, i want oh, you to oh, see oh, the hand oh. motion that i just did because oh, sure. i have sources for you today <laughs> we love the emphasis with the hands for each syllable yes. sources sis also the fit is cute i'm wearing um navy blue sweatpants <laughs> i love it even more my high school school colors <laughs> Um, anywho, I'm gonna turn off my camera now. <laughs> Unless okay. I make any more weird faces. And then I'll turn it back on. Oh, Jesus. I just dropped you guys. <laughs> oh, no. Ma'am, that really hurt. We're gonna have to settle up a claim for my insurance. Please don't. I'm poor. I have, like, $20 to my name. <laughs> but, um, alright, my sources. We've got Vite. We've got oh. Vanity Fair. Nice. We've- oh. We've got Snope. We've got Entertainment okay. Weekly. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. We've got Reddit. <laughs> My fave. <laughs> Gotta love Reddit. We've got 22 words. And we've got 
media. Okay. The true crime edition. Nice. Um, Excellent. I would like to begin with a blanket statement saying that a lot of people think that the production of this film was super cursed because of a lot of events that happened, i.e. pneumonia, chipped bones, <gasps> almost drowning. That's just what happened to Kate. <gasps> That's Damn, just her. <laughs> That oh, poor woman. Shit. Poor Kate Winslet. That doesn't even touch what happened to anyone else. This, the incident that we're going to talk about today, right now, right here, did not happen to Kate. She got out of this one. Okay, good. Alright, so this takes place at the tail end of five weeks of filming in Nova Scotia, which is where they filmed all their underwater scenes, in case you were curious. So this is like a pit stop between Nova Scotia and Mexico, where they built the, like, replica Titanic. So they would be heading down there as soon as, like, they wrapped up here. Um, This was where they were filming all the, like, present date scenes. Okay. Oh, hi, Max. I was really confused why I got the little beepity-beep noise. (laughs) (laughs) The little beepity-beep noise. Can we clip that beepity-beep and just save it? (laughs) Am I making my, like, text tone? Please do. (laughs) Beepity-beep noise. I was, like, really confused. I thought it, like, disconnected me. I was like, no! We're getting to the good stuff. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, continue. So everyone was just, like, having a really good time. Filming was going super well. This is where they had old Rose being there, and she's just, like, an angel, and we love her. Um, Everything was just going phenomenal, and so they stopped for lunch around midnight, uh, which I know sounds weird, but they were filming from dusk until dawn, so, like, that was, like, their... That was lunch for them. Yeah, no, that fits. I'll give yeah. it them. So, like, they were getting ready to eat one last big meal together in Canada before they headed down to the Mexico set. So the catering team laid out this beautiful meal. Absolutely incredible. And, like, the main dish of it was this huge batch of creamy clam chowder. Or mussel chowder. Or lobster chowder, depending on what source you read. Either way, I personally think that's gross. But some people yeah. are into it. Um, I've never had clam chowder, I want to say. I've had clams and I eat clams. I just never had the chowder. I like clams. I like lobster. I like mussel. I don't like chowder. It's a texture thing. Um, little did they know that it was laced with hella drugs. Uh, oh. <laughs> Literally not what I expected. What did you expect? I, I don't know. I put in the in the document Titanic poisoning. Who leased the yeah, clam it didn't chowder? It occurred to me it would happen. My brain didn't put two and two together that you were talking about a Pacific meal. That hey, usually when you're reading, you'd be like, oh, maybe like something's gonna happen here because this is oddly important. No, hella poisoned. No, no reading comprehension skills there. Why is there hella LSD in a lobster bisque? Um. <laughs> we'll get to that (laughs) so um I've got some accounts from crew members that I want to talk through just so you get a little bit of like an understanding of like what's going on here so the first crew member that we're going to talk about is Marilyn McAvoy who was an artist who was there she used her fine arts degree mostly to do like copies of other work um so she did Jack's sketchbook and like other props So she, like, aged a ton of things. She was really, like, great at it. Um, And she's quoted saying that the chowder is incredible. And that there was (laughs) nothing weird about it when she was eating it. And that things didn't really get fuzzy until about 30 minutes later. And 
everyone seemed confused and she couldn't figure out the best way to get all of her supplies because like she did some stuff from her studio upstairs and she did some stuff from like the floor of the studio and she just like couldn't figure out what the best way was to get everything so she was just super confused she also said that james cameron the director literally forced himself to throw up as soon as he found out that something weird was going on oh i mean that's the like logical thing to do he describes this experience himself but there's more on that later uh so the drugs kicked in at different rates for everyone but like pretty much everyone was hallucinating or feeling super anxious or just like going crazy so they were all taken to dartmouth general hospital at 1 a.m and they basically just took over the place um we're now gonna slip on over to our buddy james cameron who directed the titanic Um, And he described it as feeling suddenly and very distinctly woozy and being unable to find his way out of the set that he was very familiar with. That's so weird. Yes. And so the reason that he made himself throw up was because he initially thought it might have contained paralytic selfish neurotoxin, which is super, super dangerous. Um, Mm -hmm. The effects of it start with causing your lips and tongue to tingle, and then your fingers and toes would have the same effect which would be followed by a loss of control in arms and legs, followed by difficulty breathing. The paralysis would then just spread until the person either gets treatment, which is just being put on life support until the toxins pass, or they die. Damn. Yeah, so it's super dangerous, which is why he made himself throw up so, in his office. Yeah, this isn't like some hangover, ha ha ha, some roofie pranks. No, this is like, holy shit, someone wanted murder. That's where his mind initially went. Yes. So he forced himself to throw up. And then when he came back to the set, um, it was just empty, and he described it as feeling like the Twilight Zone. Um, At one point, while they were at the hospital, by the way, throwing up does not completely um, erase the effects of drugs. In case you were curious, he was still really fucking high. Yeah, for sure. Because he was literally stabbed in the face with a pen and he laughed about it. (gasps) Okay. A crew member literally stabbed the director in the face. And he laughed. Uh, he also describes okay. that the crew formed a, co- a giant conga line and just went down the hall of the hospital. <laughs> Not a conga line. A conga line. Yeah. Um, and then another actor's account, Louis Abernathy, he'd eaten at his hotel that night, which was the right decision, clearly. Um, <laughs> and when he returned to set, he saw Jim. I don't know his last name. It wasn't actually mentioned. Um, Being loaded into the back of the van, and he described his eyes to the reporters, and this is a direct quote, saying, One eye was completely red, like Terminator eye. A people, no iris, beat red. The other looked like he'd been sniffing glue since he was four. Whoa. Holy shit. Yeah, these people were high off their ass. Um, Another crew member, Bill Paxton, um, decided to not go to the hospital. He was the only one who decided to not go to the hospital. Um, He instead decided to flush his system with a crate of beer. Oh. Okay. (laughs) That's what he did to treat himself. He just drank an entire crate of beer and moved on. Okay. Okay, sure. Sure. (laughs) I just get massive Michael Molo vibes from this dude. (laughs) I just, there's no significance to the fact that he did that. I just loved it. I was just like, he just didn't even go to the hospital. He was just like, beer, are we good? 
Um, and then another crew member, Susie Amos, who is now James Cam- not James, yeah, James Cameron. That's his wife now. Oh, okay. Um, she did not partake oh, nice. in the chowder, and because of that, James Cameron is quoted saying that he's high on her, on his suspect list. <laughs> so this man thinks his wife drugged him, but he later says he thinks something else, so. I also think Discord is playing jokes on me. It is. Discord, please. You telling me you haven't been hearing our reactions? For a second, no. Damn. But yeah, so his wife was accused for a hot second there. So, uh, what do you guys think, uh, what drug do you think was used to lace the chowder? Like, if you just had to guess. LSD mixed with bath salts. Good guess. No. Wait, no? No. Um, so it's PCP or angel's dust. Oh, yeah, that also makes sense. Which is basically just, like, a hallucinogen. Yes. Um, so we have three major theories as to why this happened. Um, the first is murder. It's thought that someone might have been targeting a particular cast member and thought that by doing a mass killing, the police wouldn't be able to tar- like pinpoint the actual target and therefore not find a motive. Um, it's also... Po- I see the thought process, but no. also possible that said criminal believed it would react a certain way with someone's medications or like... Um, pre-existing conditions and killed them that way. Oh, okay. They were trying to snatch Leo. Leo wasn't there. <laughs> Good. Leo and Kate okay. were safe from this. They were already down in Mexico. Um, the logic against this is that, like, if someone actually wanted to kill someone, the dosage would have had to have been much higher than it actually was. Okay. And the second reason is revenge. Oh. This is my personal favorite theory. Um, and it's basically... Like, James Cameron came out and said that he'd fired someone the day before that this happened. Um, He fired a crew member because they were making trouble with the caterers. And so it's thought that, like, maybe James Cameron was the target for the poisoning and that by poisoning the food, they could also get back at the catering company, which, like, they did because the catering company was fired the next day. Understandably. Yeah, I mean, if you let your Mm -hmm. main course get laced with drugs... You probably shouldn't be catering anymore. IDK, though. <laughs> um, but, like, that feels a little weird. Because the crew member wasn't allowed back on set after that day. And even if they were, they had very little access to the kitchens to begin with. Um... It's also possible that a different crew member was upset at Cameron because he's a very tough director to work with. Like, he's very hard on his cast. So it's possible that, like, that happened, so maybe it was someone else. There's also a third thing where, like, the chef was really salty about something, and so maybe he tried to poison everyone because he thought they were... I don't even know. It was very briefly talked about. I'm also getting real sick of Discord here. Oh, no. Real sick of Discord. (laughs) The third theory is that it was a prank gone wrong. Um, the whole basis behind this is that angel dust is used recre- recreationally. So it's like possible that they were just like, oh, this would be funny. Ha ha ha. Let's just get everyone a little bit high. And then like they went a little bit too hard. And then they were doing conga line in the hospital. Yeah. So literally the entire plot of Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then I have a couple of honorable mention theories. Um, one is that someone wanted to prevent the movie from going ahead. Um, they thought it was someone like at the top of like the company, but like that doesn't make any sense because the film was set to make a ton of money at box office. Another one was that the chef was at risk of being caught for drug use and just dumped their entire stash into the chowder. Oh. Which. <laughs> <laughs> That one broke Lulu. <laughs> I'm just so mad and she just that panic. Like the duck, duck, duck. It's the bullets. Oh shit. Put it in the glove. Imagine it as the chef on the Little Mermaid. <laughs> that is now my only acceptable theory. Oh my god. I'm not even going to debunk it. I'm just going to leave it. I love it. Um, the third honorable mention is that someone on the crew wanted to just completely derail the production, which I mean, like, they kind of did. Oh my god. You know who it was? It was fucking Remy. <laughs> <laughs> that little bitch. <laughs> A little <Yeah>. rap bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, uh, this case is technically still unsolved, um, even though the police investigated it for two and a half years. And, like, it's still talked about in Hollywood, so that's fun. Oh my gosh. The catering company like fun. to pull point fingers at like the Hollywood people and be like, they're Hollywood. They brought the drugs to us. And I was just like, y'all, nobody knows. Nobody knows. So I don't think we'll ever find out who poisoned the cast and crew of the Titanic. But the good news is that Gloria Stewart, the 76-year-old angel who was playing Old Rose, was eating at a restaurant. So she was perfectly safe and ended up being fine. And now you guys are legally obligated to watch the Titanic with me, which I really want to do. Uh, say less. Time and place. Right now. Oh. Um. <laughs> we have an episode to record, but after it was oh. on Netflix. I'll do um. some research. But also, <laughs> I should go to bed because I have to get up early. Oh, but. Yeah, and I just love sleep. I mean. But, like, this week? <laughs> my- please. I assumed you're not actually going to fall asleep while we're watching it, because that's just what you do. Yeah, true. that's true. You'll wake up to me sobbing to the penny whistle <laughs> solo. I'm like, oh my god, why the fuck did she let him go? And then falls asleep. <laughs> You'll just hear me sobbing <laughs> as my heart will go on. It's playing in the background. <laughs> it can be our first watch party in oh. the server. True. Oh, hell yeah. Everyone can just hear me crying. <laughs> I'll figure out where we can stream Titanic. Maybe I'll make my mom watch it with me because we have it in 3D. <laughs> Ooh. I love that for you guys. This is my mom, my sister's favorite movie. So as soon as my mom got a uh, TV that could play 3D movies, she got it in 3D. It was her first 3D movie purchase. I love that so much. Yeah, that was good. I like it. And it was, like, nice, lighthearted. It was. Yeah. After the trauma I put you guys through. Yeah. You know. Literally. Listen, I'm still gonna disrespect ham and eggs, okay? <laughs> good. And I'm... Forever and always, hashtag disrespect ham and eggs. And I'm gonna laugh about the fact that James Cameron suspected his wife for poisoning his entire cast and crew. <laughs> Oh my god, and that one of the theories is it was the chef's drug dump. I swear to gosh. God damn it, Remy. They talked one, they talked just a little bit of smack about Remy's clam chowder, and he's like, okay, fuck y'all. Or lobster chowder. Or mussel chowder. Mm. Depends on who you ask. 
PCP and the lobster bisque. On that note, Lulu. <clears throat> yes. Give us the spooks. Ooh, actually, I want to lay down. So give me like two seconds. Because my hair also came out. Damn, should I be horizontal? I'm going to be horizontal. I can't be horizontal. I'm also horizontal, but I'm laying on like my stomach. So I'm like not falling asleep. No, I'm in my bed. <laughs> okay, if we're all going to be horizontal then. Lulu, um, scale of one to ten, how scary is this going to be? Like, do I need a stuffed animal? For me, it wasn't scary, but you might want one. I mean, I'll probably have one anyway. I just want to know. It's nothing compared to our fish. Fucking ham and eggs. Well, that bitch is his own category. Also, I started seeing category really weird there. You say category like you say calendar. I was about to. I was about to be like category. (laughs) I caught myself. You said bye to the T's. (laughs) No, this one, there's a reason I say it's not that scary and it's because of what i found out at the end well we'll tell me about it i will i'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all about since we're all over 21 and we have openly admitted to drinking while doing this episode (laughs) not episode but like this podcast in general i almost did it tonight i hope when we listen to this episode like when it drops we're all drinking if i'm in florida i will be Because we're going to talk about a haunted wine box. Oh, hell yeah. This is called the Dybbuk Box. A little rosé, a little red. It is what it is. So naturally, I got my sources. We got where I first found out about this, and that's why we drink. My, one of my favorite podcasts. You love that podcast. It's a great fucking podcast. Oh my goodness. We have Wiki. We have MySanAntonio.com, which is like a local newspaper. We have Yahoo Lifestyle. No lore, Zach Bagan opens. <gasps> I'll get there. Zach we have Bagans. E online. We have a YouTube video, which is titled, if it would load, Post Malone Gets Cursed by a Haunted Dipping Box. <gasps> okay, Post Malone. I love that. And ParanormalLoveToKnowIt.com slash Paranormal Interviews Haunted Dipping Box Interview. And another podcast I listen to called Morbid, which is actually pretty good. They got some nice banter, and they do, like... Banner! Instead of, like, us and, like, other podcasts, they pick one and talk about it the whole episode. So I learned a lot on that one. Sorry, you say banter, and all I can think of is Chloe from Too Hot to Handle. And also now The Circle. Hell yeah. Oh my goodness. I love her. She just needs a little bit of banter. Banner? (laughs) I can't say how she says it. She's everything to me. I love her. Banter. Banter. (laughs) (laughs) all right so whoa why are you typing okay so this is known as the world's most haunted item Ooh, not just america the world and i was like oh shit okay our start of our story is going to be in 2001 on a fun little site called ebay no (laughs) where a man called kevin manis manages to get his hands on a divot box and so he puts it in his antique store and he puts it in the basement he leaves the store and weird shit starts happening in the basement and like his employee calls him and is like yo get back here there's like a break and something's going on it's cuckoo bananas bonkers and so he went downstairs he was smacked with a scent of jasmine flowers, which some people also describe that scent as cat pee. I, who have no sense of smell, have no idea which one to believe. Um, no. 
Those are not the same. They're very much not the same. Jasmine flowers are my mom's favorite flowers. Oh, and I'm nice. offended. Well, on her behalf. <laughs> well, in this case, he says he was smacked with the jasmine flower scent. Lights were broken. And em- the employee said that she had heard otherworldly screaming. And then she promptly quit. Same to which Valid. Very valid. It just reminded me of about spaghetti factory with the gouged out how she saw it and she was like no and dipped i would also quit on the spot yep so despite this he's like eh nothing's up and he's like i'm gonna give it to my mom because who doesn't love a wine box i don't so naturally <laughs> i'm good he opens it bitch when he opens it he finds a statue with the word shalom written on it shalom yes that's hebrew i think it means hello yes Yes, this is a Jewish box. Dybbuk's are Jewish mythical creatures, and they're a malevolent wandering spirit that pretty much enters and possesses things. Mm-hmm. It's believed to be a dislocated soul of a dead person. Oh. That's fun. And then once it accomplishes its goal, it sometimes leaves its host body. Sometimes it has to be exercised. Fun. Yeah. But that's what Dybbuk's are. That's really cool and totally Mm. not terrifying at all he also found two locks of hair that were separately bound a candlestick holder and dried rosebuds wait no i'm thinking of something different never mind so he saw nothing wrong with this and he still gave it to his mom as a gift in his shop he left the room so it was just his mom and the box in the same room he came back his mom was sitting down and she was behaving weirdly his mom had a stroke (gasps) If I was his mother, I would be so upset. Oh, ma'am. You have no idea. This stroke left her in bad shape. She was unable to speak, to which a speech therapist would help her with that, which is my future career. Hey, represent. So one of the ways to get them to communicate again, or at least something, while they're trying to learn how to speak again, is we would use like letter boards or whiteboards. In this case, they had her use a letter board, which was exactly what you think it is. It's a board full of a bunch of letters. And she pointed out the letters N O G I F T H A T E G I F T. No gift hates gift. I don't like it. Damn. And Kevin, motherfucking Kevin, kept trying to give it to other people. And they kept giving it on back. Kind of re-gifters. Uh, <laughs> honestly, yes. He gave it to his sister. His sister gave it back after one week. And she said the wine box doors kept opening. He gave it to his brother. It lasted three days with his brother. Because his brother's wife said that it would smell like cat pee. And then he sold it to an older couple who brought it back after three days and they just left it outside the store because the store was closed at the time with a note that said, quote, this has bad darkness. And then he gave it to his girlfriend who gave it back to him and was pretty much like, fucking get rid of this. Why would you do this to me? (laughs) And I wouldn't blame her if she broke up with him at that point. I thought you would say that she did. Like, I I was waiting for that. I have no idea. So... After this, logically, the next step is... You want to take a guess? Um, arson. You'd think. That's what I would have done. But no. He brings it to his own house. 
Oh, what? Why? So now it's Gavin's turn, and he sees shadow figures, he, and he has a vivid dream where his friends, like they're walking together, they would turn towards him, and they would turn into an evil demonic lady, who would start being the living crap out of him. Oh, and then Kevin would wake up with a bunch of bruises. <laughs> she sounds fun. Bell witch vibes, right? And then. Kevin says that his siblings told him they would have the same dream when they ever, whenever they visited him. She sounds like a who? So now, huh? So now we jump to 2003, where Kevin's like, I'm selling this again, and he sells it to a college kid named Losev Nitsky. So it's at Losev's house now. And with Losev, electronics go crazy. Like, so bad, his computer had to be replaced. Oh. His roommates and him had trouble sleeping. The house got full of bugs, and it was all over the box. And at some point, Losef had shoved an uncontenting girl's arm into the box because he thought it wasn't haunted and all this was like a big old prank or something. Bitch. And after he did that, the girl, from what I understand, wasn't punished. He was the one that was punished because he started losing hair, and he started seeing shadows, and he became reclusive because of that. Good. Hmm. Oh no. What a shame. So while all this is going on, he does have a blog and his roommates move out and all that kind of stuff. So eventually he sells it after eight months of owning it under, quote, haunted, Dybbuk haunted Jewish wine cabinet box, which from the Morit podcast, I learned it's actually not allowed to sell haunted stuff on eBay. It's not? And I'm like, oh, nope, you're not allowed to do that. I feel like people do it all the time, though. Yep, it's against the rules, but, like, who listens to eBay rules? It's eBay. True. I knew how to work the eBay crowd when I was, like, 10 with my mother's permission. <laughs> so, the person who buys it is Jason Haxton. He is the director of the Museum of Osteopathic Medicine in Kirksville, Missouri, and he is also a university administrator, and he at one point worked with the Smithsonian. He bought it after he heard about it through Losev's ex-roommate because Losev's ex-roommate happened to work with him. And so he bought it for $280. He overpaid. He really did. Like, he paid twice what Losev paid for it. But either way, Jason put it into a museum and everyone fucking felt its presence immediately. Computers started taking a shit. Like, they took a shit so bad they lost imported data. It said that they smelt cat pee everywhere, and one of the employees suddenly lost a grandparent. And all the employees are, like, begging him to get rid of it from the museum. They don't want it there anymore. And so Jason is like, eh, I don't think this is the problem. This thing t- isn't haunted, because, like, that's not real, because he's a man of science. So he takes it home. Remember I said he said he didn't think it was haunted. But this bitch is quoted saying in my San Antonio... Quote, the day it arrived, I put my hands on it, and it almost feels like the thing collapsed and collapses into a liquid state. I feel like a knife is coming into my gut. I'm paralyzed in pain. When I go to bed, I have terrible dreams of a hag that comes to me with a box. That seems to come with the box. And he didn't think it was haunted? I don't fucking know what this man is on. He must be on some of that LSD shit from your true crime, because what the fuck? Homeboy had angels dust. <laughs> <laughs> and so in Jason's house we now experience the shadow figure 
which the first time it was seen, Jason and his son saw the figure while watching TV. The son had pointed it out. Jason turned around, and there was just a large black mass directly behind his son. I don't like that. Jason also had the same dream that Kevin Mantis had, which was your friend turning into an old hag who would beat the fuck out of you. Except, unlike Kevin Mantis who woke up with bruises, Jason woke up with welts all over his body. Jason's wife had a strange reaction to poison ivy. It was like she was bleeding from the rash. And when she was telling Jason about this, Jason spat up blood. <laughs> from um, I can hear Mariah's jaw drop. <laughs> Literally. So from here, he decided to leave it at a rental property's basement. Oh, that's nice. To which, finally, someone gets it out of their vicinity. And so... He says that when he went home to take a bath, he started coughing up two handfuls of crud, and he couldn't stop. And, like, it was a mucusy, thick substance kind of thing. So, in the San Antonio article, he is quoted saying, quote, All I know, all I knew, I got this thing, and I got very ill. I don't know what happened, and I still don't, end quote. Jason spoke to Wiccans, paranormal people, rabbis, because it has Jewish origins. He tested it for biohazards like mercury and all that kind of stuff. All those biohazard tests came back negative, by the way. And all the paranormal experts, the rabbis, the Wiccans, they said to put the box in another container and line it with gold to neutralize the spirit. To which, when I read that, the first thing that pops into my smooth brain head is the... I put the box in another box, and then I put the box in another box, and then I mail it to myself, and then I smash it with a hammer <laughs> from fucking Emperor's New Groove. I think that is a good idea. <laughs> I think right? that's exactly how they should have proceeded. Honestly. So, once he did this, the putting it in another container with the gold lining, his illnesses started to fade, and at some point, Jason even said that he prayed to Hecate, Hecate, the Greek goddess of magic, because she is said that she helps keep evil spirits away. And I was like, oh, that's a fun fact. So from here, finally, somebody removes it from his house. And he gets, and then from there, he buries it in an undisclosed location after putting it in a military grade shockproof container to which those are appropriate measures. Jason spent nine months writing a book. He kept in contact with Kevin Manis. And then, apparently, they got in contact with the OG owner's cousin of the box. Like, not Kevin, but the person before Kevin. And, like, they were survivors of the Holocaust kind of people. Oh. Oh. This lady, the cousin of the of the box's original owner, is named Sophie. The original owner is Helvia. So, she got into Spain after she escaped during World War II, and she used a makeshift Ouija board to try to contact a good spirit to try to use to help them fight against the Nazis. I like the creativity. Instead, she got- Right? Like, she was doing all she could. She could have had a whole comic book series. I would read it. Really strong energy. Honestly. That's main character energy. Yes. Especially for what happens next. Instead of a good one, she accidentally gets a bad one. Ain't that just the way. 
instead of like wallowing and being depressed and like being depressed and just kind of giving up about it she uses the box to capture the evil spirit and has kept the evil spirit in the box as long as she's had it and then because she was unable to contain the spirit at some point she believes it's what caused the bad shit of the 20th century like for example the korean war in the vietnam war oh damn holy shit wait did the shit get out again yeah it got out but she after that she was able to contain it again like now i'm getting there i'm getting there oh shit so havela was able to contain it again and she left specific instructions that it should never be opened we're dumb we don't listen to instructions it's been opened a crap ton of times since then especially by kevin he fucking opened it up and told everyone what was inside it that bitch and then jason fucking opened it up too bitches idiots every last one of them so i'm not surprised but yeah kevin and jason had got this information from sophie which was how bella's cousin and so naturally in 2004 sam raimi read about this who is the director of the spider-man movies what he is most known for with toby Maguire, for those who don't recognize his name and he was like i'm gonna make a movie about it and he does it's called the possession add that to the list and it's based off of yes i haven't seen it but it's based off the book that jason wrote about the divot box also add the book to the list yes now here's just a little fact the box was nowhere near the set for what i'm about to tell you what happened oh on set lights that were off would explode and at the end of filming all the props were put into a warehouse and then all of a sudden a fire started and burnt all the props investigators and like fire chiefs looked into it and there was no possible explanation for how the fire started my money is on good old-fashioned arson of the ghostly kind arson so from there we jumped to 2017 where um mariah Mm -hmm. could you please cue up your ghost adventures intro <coughs> i sure can <laughs> wait 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 okay uh, my name is zach bagans i never believed in ghosts until i came face to face with one so i set out on a quest to capture what i once saw into video with no big camera crew following us around, I'm joined only by my fellow investigator, Nick Croft, and our equipment tech, Aaron Goodwin. The three of us will travel, travel to some of the most highly active paranormal locations, where we will spend an entire night being locked down from dusk until dawn. Raw. Extreme. These are our ghost adventures. That was beautiful. Zach. Thanks. Motherfucking bagel. <laughs> Wishes he could do that. <laughs> honestly you are his inspiration but, thanks but this man was so inspired so interested in this box he bought it from jason for ten thousand dollars he overpaid excuse me mr bacon's chill mr bagels i'm just saying if having a haunted item pays that much maybe i'll deal with it for a couple of months you know who says you even have to deal with it? Throw that shit back around the market right away. No, but if like if I have my own spooky stories I can add to it, the price goes up. Mmm, right, yeah, adds value. Yep. So now this box is now in his museum in Vegas. When it first was put on display, you had to be 18 years or older and you had to sign a waiver saying that he is not responsible for anything that happens during or after seeing it. Damn. Saucy. To which 
now you just have to sign that waiver when you go in his museum to begin with so like damn and then in june 2018 post malone went to go visit zach bagel zach asked post malone you want to see it and then posty was like hell yeah let's see it so zach takes <laughs> off wait can you, can, can you do your post malone impression again <laughs> listen no i loved it <laughs> it will never come out of my mouth again are you telling me that posty <laughs> opened the box it wasn't posty <laughs> I swear to God. It was the other chaotic motherfucker. <laughs> Zach Bagels. Zach Bagels. Takes off the glass partition and touches the box. Posty touches Zach's shoulder and is like, nah, man, don't do it. And that was enough. Posty got cursed. No. No. Right? Pretty much right after he had a concert in London. So he got on a plane while in the air the plane's tires blew up. Jesus. The pilot managed to land it safely, but it should have been a lot worse. Like, Posty should have died in that airplane. A couple of days later, three robbers broke into Posty's old home looking for him and even pissed to up the current or- owner and stole about 20k worth of cash and items. Jesus. But they went there looking for Posty. And then he was also in a car accident, like a really bad like, his vehicle was fucking totaled, but he came out of it without a scratch. <laughs> I don't think Posty and Zach are friends anymore. And then... <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, you know how they say bad things happens in threes? Which I fi- which I heard for the first time in the Morbid podcast. So hopefully Posty's fine now. Wait, did you not know that? That's like a whole thing. No. Bad things happen in threes. I know, like, when demons do, like, the three claw marks, it's to mock the holy trinity is that why things happen in three like bad things like to mock that maybe i think it's just like an old wise tale sort of situation for that like i know the demons are to mock the holy trinity which bt dubs rude um celebrities die in threes yeah wait what yeah they do oh my god like we just lost prince charles right we got Mm -hmm. two more oh shit okay this is one i re-evaluate my fucking life wait what were you gonna say uh, this is when the protection tweets for Betty White start coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we lose Betty White, we lose my sanity. Honestly. If we lose the queen, end me. <laughs> I don't want to be in a world without her. Long live. But, guys, that's not where it ends. That's not where it ends? Oh? Motherfucking Zach Bagel bites again! Bitch! Do we no. need to have a talk with him? We do. <laughs> In 2018, after this happens with Posty, Zach tries to open it again in like a live show kind of thing, but he ends up not doing it. People were pissed, but he didn't do it. So I was like, I'm fine with it. In 2020, because COVID hit, he decided to quarantine himself and his team in his museum. What? And they're like, we're going to open the divot box. And they did in July 2020. Those bitches. So, Zach set up a camera, and he said that he captured footage of a mist manifesting out from it, and he is quoted saying, I wasn't attacked, I wasn't harmed, I just felt something, I felt the power of it. To me, it felt good. I believe that it doesn't affect me as bad as it affects others around it, because it knows that I'm its owner. And then a couple weeks later, this bitch says, it was a rush. I just felt a warmth through my body. I don't know if it 
felt like I was crossing over something. It was an influence that had me. It was like feeling like I was back in the demon house, which, guys, we've covered in this podcast. Sydney has when I wrote the case for her. Hey, Mariah. <laughs> I'm going to need you to plug your ears for a second because I'm about to slander this man really quick. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. I hope something bad happens to him just because of how much he is mocking this. I want it to be something minor. I don't want it to be something major. But he is tempting fate way too much for something to not happen to him. God. He's just, he's pushing his luck a little too hard. That's all. This man's, that's not even the end of his quote. I should have saved it. Okay. He ends it, he, he, the last thing he says in this like little quote thing I wrote down was quote, scary and terrifying, but there's a sense of awkward enjoyment out of it. I guess it's hard to explain. I'm a weird guy. Zach Bagels. <laughs> I'm weirdo. I don't fit in. Do you ever see me without this I'm hat? I'm not like other girls. I'm worth. <laughs> Literally. He was, I'm not like other girls. I like the hat I don't one, wear though. makeup vibe. <laughs> Have you ever but seen like me without this hat? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Zach told E! Online that there's 10 boxes out in the world. He owns two. One he opens, one he doesn't. And he says that each one of them of the Dibba boxes is aligned to one of the Tree of Life concepts from Kabbalah from Jewish mythicism. And two of the boxes are unaccounted for. They're probably buried somewhere, which is the smart decision. Right. That's what we should have been doing with all of them. You think? Jason disagrees and says there's only the one. And naturally, one of the warnings is don't make fun of it. So, I, just stating this out for the universe, I never made fun of this box. I respect this box and, you know? I clearly respect this box because bagels. I'm calling that man's out. I think something needs to happen. <laughs> I hope one day we get famous enough or at least big enough to where we can, like, sit down and have a talk with him. Because I've got some words. Please. I want him to take me through his museum just so I can know his thought process. I want, want him to take me through his t-shirt collection. I want us to get to, like, a level Ooh. where, like, meeting him would be, like, totally normal. And so, like, we can sit down with him, and he would just, like, expect it to be, like, a normal thing. And I just look him dead in the eyes and go, why? Yeah. And that's it. Some people even try to say that if you look at it, it can be dangerous. Like, if you look at pictures. I've seen pictures a bunch of times. It is what it is. I do have great respect for this box, so maybe that's why I'm good. I don't know. I'm not going to question it. All I know is I'm good. And I respect the box. I, however, do not respect the people who have the box because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> Retweet. They, sh- they should have treated this box with respect. The utmost respect. True. But now, of course, I have to mention the skeptics. It's said that Kevin Manis is said to have told his employees about getting them in on a fake haunted item. And then after the whole incident with Losef, he dropped off the face of the internet after selling the Dibbit box to Jason. And he was a college-age kid. Like, why would he drop off the internet, you know? Especially after, you know... Listen, the internet's a scary place. I don't trust technology, so, like, I get it. And then someone named Kenny Brittle... Bridal. He's an investigator. He went to Zach's museum in 2019 and he said the box was not a divot box, 
but instead an incomplete minibar from New York. <laughs> he even found a post by Kevin Manis on Haunted Me page, and the post said that, quote, I am the original creator of the story of the Dibbit Box, which appears as one of my eBay posts back in 2003. How about this? If you or anyone else can find any reference to a Dibbit Box anywhere in history prior to my eBay post, I will pay you $100,000 and tattoo your name on my forehead. And this was posted October 24th, 2015 on that page. So take it as you will. That's the paranormal case of the Dibbit Box, which I will always utmost respect. Why do you have to do it to Posty? Posty survived everything. Posty respected the box. Exactly. And it was secondhand, so. <coughs> That's the Dibbit Box. That nerd's rope really got me there. <laughs> I'm choking on some nerds. I hope that last bit was comforting. I just want to know why our boy Zach here is tempting fate like that. He got nothing better to do. Look, I get it's COVID. And We're somebody all has to because shit. it makes good TV. But. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. With that, I'm gonna take another pee break. Entertain yourselves. Oh, I'm we gonna will. blast oh, my headphones. Entertaining myself. Hey, Mariah. He said. Guess what time it is? <gasps> is it time for the Sydney Mariah musical sideshow? It is. <gasps> um, this Bet week's it. episode brought to you by our friends. <laughs> <laughs> because ours would not have changed from the last ten minutes. Right. So I am bringing to you my friend Jacobs, who I talked about earlier, and I love dearly. Hi, Jacob. His top five as of right now, or actually as of. 7.48 p.m. yesterday were Genesis by the Grimes, Wolves, Maggie Rogers, These Days, Nico, Heatstroke, Calvin Harris, and Cupid's Chokehold, Jim Class Heroes. Oh. He's got really good music taste, to be honest. Honestly, though. Um, today I have Maria's top five. Maria, I love you, I and I would die is, for you. Yeah, hi, Maria. Um, I think hers is on Apple Music. That's okay. That's acceptable. Okay, where is it? Oh, okay, hers is um, Take Me Where Your Heart Is by Q. Um, I haven't heard that one, but it sounds intriguing. Oh, that's Right? Um, followed by Must Have Never Met You by Luke Combs. And then we have Best Thing I Never Had by, quote, Queen Beyonce, which, true. Yeah. <laughs> also, great song, great song. Facts. And then we have Mood Remix by 24K Golden, Justin Bieber, and J Balvin. And I think it's that one TikTok song where it's like, why are you always in the mood? That's a good song. Right? Honestly. Um, and then rounding it out, we have Little Talks by Of Monsters Ooh, and Men. good song! Is it? I think so. I th it was on my playlist in middle school. <laughs> oh, but... <laughs> it is a very good song! Lulu, I'm gonna have to ask you to repeat that. Yeah. It is a very good song. It's one of my favorites. Oh my god, Lulu, you're back! Well, hey! 
<laughs> I am. And you know what I'm ready for? What? An urban legend. Oh, shit. It's my turn. <laughs> I guess I okay, should be so wait, you, wait, Chris. While you wake yourself up a little bit, let me fix my leg. Oh, oh yes. There you go, Maria. We didn't do that last episode. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't. Oh, I didn't need to fix the last episode. Your point? Can I pull this up? Okay. Hi, guys. Um, I, too, have sources this week. Ooh, is it because we were all <laughs> researching together? That That is exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm a good influence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My sources are um, Mark... Fiorentino on grand grandbydrummer.com um ghostandghouls.com and standardnews.com oh okay so guys we're coming back to pyramid lake oh hell yeah (laughs) oh hell yeah (laughs) same one same one as the spiteful mermaid hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) So I was originally gonna combine uh, this one with um, the spiteful mermaid, but then she turned out to be like a whole icon. So I was like, oh, I'll wait for this part. It's like I gotta, I gotta give her the respect she deserves, you know? Yeah. Um. So we are back again with the Paiute tribe, and so this is another legend regarding their pyramid lake which is uh in nevada not the california one so according to legend the Paiutes would apparently drown any of their malformed or premature babies in the lake in order to weed out the weak and keep the tribe strong that's the same energy as eskimos just Uh, dropping their babies off from the ice ice and seeing if they survive (laughs) yeah but this is more like no we're just gonna drown them Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so this is another one where some people believe that this could have originated from the type of fables that people tell children to keep them away from the water. Oh, ah, so Lulu's childhood. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So the ghosts of these babies can allegedly be heard crying and wailing throughout the lake, especially in the early morning and evening hours, and especially during. I'll cry right now. Right, and especially during the spring prime fishing times for the, I believe it's Lahontan trout. The water babies are very vengeful, and they are reportedly responsible for calamities ranging from equipment malfunctions to boating accidents to disappearances okay oh shit okay Mm-hmm. some accounts say that they target fishermen lurking just below the surface waiting for the opportunity to seize and drown those that get too close to the water other accounts are less dramatic saying that if you hear or see a water baby you will be cursed with bad luck but drowning one seems more fun right well, not fun, but, like, you know what I mean. It's kind of like, um, the baby from the twins in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. What's his face? <laughs> I'm gonna curse off that bitch. Yeah. Little Victor. Victor? He sucked. <laughs> so, what was his name? I think it was Mike. Mike wrote that, to me, the existence of a curse is far more plausible if the Paiutes believe it. Um, so he was actually on a trip to Pyramid Lake, um, to fish, 
and he was getting his permit and stuff and he asked the clerk if she thought that the lake was cursed by water babies and without hesitation she replied absolutely when i was a kid i nearly drowned three separate times you want some coffee with that permit <laughs> i love her <laughs> icon right um so when he after asking her that a fisherman in line that was behind him overheard this and pulled him aside and was like i've fished a lake for years trust me the water babies only get people who are drunk and or stupid pay attention to the conditions and don't push it if the wind comes up <laughs> so i'm not allowed to go near that lake is what i'm understanding yeah i'm too dumb yeah. <laughs> i would i would um, be got i would be a combination <laughs> retweet <laughs> i'm not saying samesies but like i'm not not saying samesies and mike's tour guide who was um this man named glenn who was like this burly like former military officer guy who was like the kind of person who like kicked the doors in and stuff why is that just the energy i get from all men that are named glenn same except for the walking dead glenn oh but he's a little baby angel and should be protected yeah um but he told mike uh you won't have any problems with the water babies as long as you do good and respect the resources that the lake has to offer which i was like damn okay you're like a druid in a past life or present life oh for sure <laughs> yeah and grandy drummer uh a local guide uh told the writer that i've never seen an actual water baby but i have seen a number of inexplicable things on the sonar images appear of nowhere on the screen and then suddenly disappear i'm sorry i don't like what? that yeah as a sailor i don't like that um and so with the water baby legend it's kind of the situation where it isn't unique to pyramid lake because similar tales have appeared in idaho california and other parts of nevada <clears throat> depending on where you live the crybaby bridge legend goes something like this there is a woman traveling with her baby or small child when disaster strikes perhaps it's a tragic accident that results in both the mother and child plummeting over the side of the bridge perhaps the mother is angry and hurls her baby into the creek below perhaps there's more than one child or maybe there's a murderous father despite the version of the legend that exists they all agree on one thing a baby dies near a bridge and its ghostly wails now haunt the site at times the mother's grieving ghost appears in the woods nearby sobbing and calling out for her lost child i'll cry right um actually and there's like some truth to this legend because modern reports of people throwing their children off bridges still happen in 2011 a new jersey man tossed his two-year-old daughter into a creek while she was still in her car seat <clears throat> i'm sorry yeah like what the fuck um in 2015 a father in florida threw his five-year-old daughter from the sunshine skyway bridge is that the one in tampa uh, that's a good question lulu i'm totally not googling it right now <laughs> i totally know what the sunshine away bridge is skyway i know what the sunshine skyway bridge is <laughs> it's the one that's near tampa but it's actually in st petersburg florida i might be going to see that because a man's jumped off of it and died but like it was for a project thing it's a long story i'll tell you after and now you'll know a father threw his daughter off of it too I, he didn't die he just got injured him and his five oh. friends damn i mean 
good more <laughs> on that later um, yeah in 2014, a woman in Oregon hurled her um, her son who had autism off of a bridge. Off their hands right now. Literally. And countless other uh, tragic bridge accidents involving a mother and a child. Uh, with these kinds of things, though, that there is, like, instances of a spirit from beyond kind of trying to at least save the child. Uh, apparently sometime last year or uh when this article was written a frantic voice led emergency officials to a vehicle that was partially submerged in the utah river and when rescuers searched the wreckage they found an unconscious 18 month old girl and her deceased mother um but the mother had been dead for several hours so it was not clear who or what called for help my heart right but yeah even i'm feeling something and i'm emotionless <laughs> water babies man i liked it mariah holy shit thanks now i'm sad i guess that concludes my pyramid lake chapter that's a good chapter i'm not gonna lie <laughs> that was really good holy shit why do people throw water baby yeah honestly why do people throw honestly i don't cannot comprehend I mean, I can. I just refuse to. Yeah. You know what I don't refuse, though? <gasps> Hearing Sydney's words of wisdom. Crazy. Yes. Um, I have them. Um, oh, that's uh-huh. a good one. But I... All right. I'm going to edit this a little bit. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. There yes. are three rules in life. One, don't open the damn box. <laughs> <laughs> and two, never give out all the information. Thank you. <laughs> that's it i like it did it oh i get it oh you got it? no okay yeah i clicked yeah that was a, that was a thinker <laughs> i was like wait what about number three duh <laughs> i'm not channing tatum gif ding oh shit <laughs> literally it was the oh shit Oh, shit, from the 22 Jump Street with Channing Tatum, JF. I love it so much. Yeah. What did... We'll have this discourse later. <laughs> I say it both ways. Don't fucking ask me. <laughs> what the fuck? So, anyways, um, you want to plug our socials? <laughs> yeah, actually, the third rule of life is to follow t.and.tara on Instagram. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter at t underscore Tara for some nice gifts. I have the best gifts, okay? We're not denying that. Our editor is yelling at me because I'm saying, I said gif, I said jif instead of gif. That was distracted <laughs> for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you can go ahead and join our Discord server, which the link is down below in the, I almost said bio. <laughs> the link is down below in the description. You can also send us a voice. That reminds me though, I have to update my bio on the website i do too i'm in grad school now i'm 23 now that's why i have to update mine i'm old <laughs> man you can join the discord server we have a nice little community going on we'd love to meet you all you just click on the link below you can also leave us a voice message on anchor.fm dash t hyphen and hyphen terror and we'll listen to it and maybe even play it on the podcast and you say maybe like we like for sure z's like we don't already for sure z's know that we would do that 
Oh, for sure, but like, listen. <laughs> Maybe fit better than for sure, in that moment. Okay, that's acceptable. It's like a little pattern I had going on. Just like the pattern of people clickety tapping on their keyboards to send us an email at tnterapyc at jmo.com. Let's see what you did there. I like it. That was, that was nice. That was nice. Thank you. I didn't think I'd be able to pull it off. I have no brain cells right now. During the club. What time is it? Like 2 a.m.? 2 a.m. Damn, I didn't even look at a clock. Shit, you magic. Thank you. All right, guys, that's a wrap on episode 15 of TN Terror. See you next Thanks week. Thanks for listening. I almost said watching. Bye-bye. I love you. I'm Lulu. I'm Sydney. I'm Mariah. And, and we're TN Terror. Bye. Bye.